Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. This is Jill. Hi. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, is there a word in that urban dictionary for how ridiculously cold it gets in the wintertime? Well, I kind of have something along those lines. (laughs) So it's called refrigerator blindness. Mm. So I think we've all experienced this, but this states that it's predominantly seen in children and males. Okay. But it's a selective loss of visual acuity in association with common foraging of the refrigerator. So maybe it's that cold air that comes out of the refrigerator, you know, that that makes their visual acuity off the chart. It has to. I mean, I think about how many times I've been at my parents' house and my dad is looking for his diet, Dr. Pepper, and it is right in front of his face. Yes. If it's a snake, it would have been him. Absolutely. Who, who knew that that's what it was? Right. And predominantly for children and males. Crazy. That is very crazy. Interesting. All right. Well, as I mentioned, it is freezing. Yes, it is cold. I feel like we went boom. Mm -hmm. We're in, we're in the freeze. I agree. And duh, it's almost winter. So it's going to be quite cold. However, it's this 50 degree swing every other day that that's the part unnerving to me. Absolutely unnerving, unnecessary. Yes. I mean, I wish that we could get into a mild September, a cool October, a crisp November, and then a cold December. I would like that. Expectations. Right? Yeah. But when you're wearing shorts for Halloween and then there's snow the second week of November, it's a little bit silly. It is silly. So yeah. Mother Nature, take note. We're, we're marking down the silliness. That's right. That's exactly it. Well, to get us, though, in the holiday spirit, I do like cold weather and I do like snow. So I'll let this go with Mother Nature. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to make the best of it. We've That's got true. some cute sweaters to wear. Always. So, yeah, we'll get at it with our gloves, our vests. Always a scarf. Always That's a scarf. Right. That's right. Yes. All right. Well, we are getting into the holiday season. It is wild that it is already December, but it is what it is. 2022 is almost on the books. I can't believe we're going to be thinking about our year in review already. Oh, wow. Yes. We've got some homework to do. We do. We absolutely do. Those are, That'll be upcoming and very fun. Yeah. Something to look forward to. That's listeners. right, listeners. That's right. All right. Well, Jill, I thought since we... Did a lot of gratitude in November, maybe with shopping season on us, the holidays are going to come fast and furious now that Thanksgiving is over. I thought maybe we could focus in on really giving the gift of yourself. And what does that look like? How does it feel without being selfish? Oh, yes. That, in some people's minds, can be a fine line. I am certain. (laughs) In my mind, though, I always think I pay myself first Mm -hmm. because then I show up the very best I can for everybody else. 
And so it's not selfish for me because that is what makes me bloom and grow and be better for anybody else that I'm around. Absolutely. For a long, long time, I didn't really understand when people would say, well, you can't pour from an empty cup. And then, of course, when you you put some hard work in and you get to know yourself, you start realizing what it is that fills you up. And that is your cup, you know, like and and what is it that you need to have your cup full so that then you can pour into others And again, it took me a while to really, truly grasp that I needed to be more whole in order to contribute to other people. So I love it, Jill. When you pay yourself first, then you show up so much differently and in a lot of ways better for others. And it isn't selfish. It turns out to be such a selfless gift that you're giving yourself and other people. Yeah. And, you know, of course, prior to starting the podcast, we eat and, you know, Mm -hmm. just catch up. And every, we talked about this, you know, that every day you're turning a page in your book of life. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you step into who you are beyond your identification. So every day you're discovering yourself. Now, whether you want to read that page or not is up to you, but the opportunity is there every day to discover something about yourself. Some choose not to, Mm -hmm. and they keep it at a surface level and keep it at basic identification. This is my name, my height, my weight, my race, my political party, my blood type, They keep it at that level. Right. But how wonderful it is that there is no other book out there like you. Mm -hmm. And every day you get to learn something new about yourself. Right. I want the stories in my book of life to hold the characteristics of who I am, not the check boxes that I mark. I want those stories to hold how I stood into and up for who I am. You and I say all the time, Jill, that life just doesn't turn out the way that we plan, but it turns out exactly as it's supposed to. And that's where the stories are in life turning out exactly as it's supposed to. And sometimes without a plan, without details, And that's also where I think we get our resolve in becoming who we are beyond our race, beyond our gender, beyond those identifiers that everybody else has too. But what makes us uniquely us is what are we bringing to the table that is truly only about me that nobody else gets to mark off. Nobody else gets to say that that is what makes them them. And I really think that when you put the work in to figure that out, that's when you can start giving those gifts away to other people because you have a such deeper understanding of who you are and you start to see other people for who they are, not what they are. Yes. 
I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, there's nothing more attractive than someone who knows who they are with a humble spirit. Mm -hmm. And as you progress and you get older, time is less and less. So for me, I don't have time for the BS. <laughs> and you can see through people mm -hmm. that are living a shallow life. Mm -hmm. And they and they can choose to do that. You know, but the thing about getting in touch with yourself and knowing who you are really makes life more of an adventure. You can add all the fun you want to it. But you, like you said, you have those core foundational principles that keep you grounded. And you also have anything you want to reach for in life. Right. And that's where it's not selfish when you reach for that. You say, yeah, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. That's an adventure. That's fun. It aligns with my um, moral characteristics, with my physical ability, my mental, you know, capacity. Right. And until you really figure out who am I, it's hard to go on those adventures of life. It is. And I think too, when you're rooted in who you are, the more authentically you show up and what, how you interact with people becomes not only easier, but just more genuine. And I think people start taking you very much at face value. So what you see is what you get. And there's just no question about what they're getting. And I think then again, that starts to play into how you can give to others. So you can sprinkle kindness around because there's really no sense in not doing it. But again, it just it comes naturally because it's just rooted in who you are, how you want to be, and how you want to be for other people. And I think, too, you can use compliments as a way to not necessarily as the motivation, but definitely as a way to feel really good about who you are by identifying other people and what gifts they have and complimenting that and saying, and just drawing that out, saying to them, verbalizing what you're noticing, what you're seeing, what you're feeling. The benefit is so big for the person that you're giving that gift to. And of course there's a benefit to you because it just makes you feel good. Again, not the motivator, but certainly why not reap the benefit of feeling good by having someone else feel good about themselves because you've complimented them. You've been kind to them. You have given of yourself selflessly. Yes. And, and compliments, you know, if you have trouble receiving them, I try to look at them like, oh, that's another way that I can help understand myself. Mm, Sometimes it's hard when you're in it and you're in your life mm -hmm. to actually maybe identify yourself. But when you receive compliments from people, 
then it can help you realize I am a kind person. I do have a great smile. I do like to laugh. I am compassionate. And it's okay. Receive, receive the compliments. Don't push them away because that again is self-identification and it is not selfish to know yourself. So true. I think about the letters that you write, Jill, to family and friends and the way that you articulate what people mean to you and how you see them in the world. And I think that is such a great glimpse of not only the beautiful heart that you have, but if someone isn't seeing in themselves what you see in them, you giving them those words can help them start to see it. And you believing that it might be enough, just you believing it for them to start believing it. So I think, yes, give it away. It costs you nothing. So give it away. Right. And, and you know what, that is, you know, we take care of yourself, take care of yourself on all avenues of life. Mm-hmm. Because when you are fully developed in the areas of life, you naturally give it away. Absolutely. All right. With that, we're going to leave you. So until everyone has hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.